What's up, you guys? Welcome to Adjusted Frequency, and it is your girl, Shaquana. I'm back again. Yes, honey, I told y'all I was going to be consistent. Don't play with me. But I'm just really feeling great this day. I hope that you guys have had a wonderful week so far, and the weekend is coming. So let's, you know, get our lives, get all cute, do what we got to do. You feel me? So I'm going to go ahead and start off the show like I normally start off the show with the theme song of the week. I actually don't have... A particular song but I have a particular mood okay so there's like a couple of songs I'm working on making this playlist right now where it's called boss up glam up and I just want it to be a podcast I mean podcast a playlist with nothing but just bossed up women doing bossy things sexy confident just the type of music that just make you put on your heels and slay the day okay your eyebrows don't have to match your lashes might be sliding off, but baby, you don't care because, honey, you want two and three and four, five step on that ass. And that's what these songs make me do. So some of the songs I put on there, um, well, I'll just say the artist because there's a, there's a plethora of songs. But I definitely have like Megan Thee Stallion on there, Lizzo. Um, I have some Cardi on there. I have Rihanna, of course, because it's Rihanna. Okay, I have, of course, Beyonce, you know, you can have Queen B, but there's also some new artists that I've really been listening to just kind of getting into the mix of. I've been listening to Rhapsody. I haven't actually listened to a body of her work before, but I've been listening to her a little bit more lately and Tierra Whack, which she has a different style of music. I'm actually really enjoying. So I'm still working on that playlist or whatever, but I will say that uh, the song that every time I think about me starting my day off it's usually gonna start with Lizzo Truth Hurts because I took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch is the line for the morning, okay? It is what gets the girls going, all right? So that's where I'm at with that. Truth Hurts. Yes. Now, just so we can get into this podcast episode, you guys, I have really really been thinking long and hard about just my experiences of dealing with people and how I'm always talking about being inclusive with people and everything else and you know how I get and as I was talking about being a good friend it really made me think about inclusion once again and how a lot of times it is tough to deal with the separation um, when someone separates themselves from you and I kind of trailed off or whatever, but you know, it is what it is. Sometimes I just got to let my, my soul speak, but I really think that this episode is really going to, uh, in some way, enlighten you to know that everything that you think, you know, about learning or being a good person or anything can be changed if you just look at your perspective differently. So being a better friend meant allowing my friends to be better versions of themselves. And here's a little bit of that. You ever feel like sometimes you get to a place where you have done a lot of self-development and self-growth and then the people around you that you love the most are still working on theirs and it's hard to maintain with them? Just to give you a little bit more context, I have a lot of people in my life who I adore And definitely know that there is nothing in this world I would not want to see them achieve, that I would not support them in. 
But when they're going through a funky time, I notice that I have a very hard time being that what they, well, I shouldn't say what they need, but being what I think that they need. I get kind of downtrodden because I want to be able to fix the problems. And this is something I've been working on because I know I can't fix everyone's problems. But for the people who really have my back, it's hard for me sometimes because I want to be able to just remove anything that bothers them, remove anything that has uh, put, put stopping blocks in front of them and just encourage them to keep moving forward. And sometimes understanding that that's not what they need at that moment is hard. It's tough for me. I always want to be someone who uplifts, provides, you know, love, support, care, always, right? But when someone is going through their own uh, battles and are on a low, it's it's kind of that, that situation I get stuck in where I'm like, do I continue to try to help this person? Do I continue to try to encourage or am I doing too much encouragement or not doing enough encouragement? Is this the type of encouragement that they want? I get confused about that a lot. And I do get kind of standoffish. I will back back because in my head, I'm thinking, let me give that person some space. And if they need me, they'll call me, they'll contact me. But knowing these friends of mine, knowing these family members of mine, these loved ones I hold so dear, a lot of times they're not going to ask anything because they know the history that I've dealt with as far as being that person for everyone. So I don't know if this is a situation that rings true to you. I don't know if you're me in this situation or if you're that friend who is in need who won't ask for help. But it is something that I want to talk about today because it affects me and my relationships a lot. I feel like there's a lot of lulls that happen in my relationships because of the the moments where everybody has to grow. And being a, a an adult, it makes it easier to understand now but when I was a young adult it frustrated me because I did not understand how someone who said they loved me and said that they cared for me and knew that I loved them and knew that I cared for them could just remove themselves from from my presence knowing good and well I would never make them feel bad for how they felt I would never ever make them not want to come to me and be open with me and feel like they had someone to come and talk to and lay their burdens down uh my god So I had to stop putting myself in that position and realize that if someone really is going through something, that sometimes me just being present is all that is necessary. Calling, checking in, going over, seeing how you're doing, making sure you're alive, make you laugh, whatever. But it's not literally digesting everything that you've experienced and then walking around with this huge ass emotional food baby that I've just ingested and now I'm walking around hoping that you're feeling better and to be honest you really aren't it's like I just took a portion of the problems off that person's plate and then expecting them to be okay I have to allow people to go through their own mess you know it's difficult for me right have I mentioned that how difficult that is for me but where I'm at right now is just telling myself Okay, sis, this person's going through A, B, C, or D. Give them space to go through it. Continue to just show up. Continue to just be there. Be present. Because what I don't want to do is be the type of person that would abandon someone that I love just because I'm unsure of what they're going through. Um, I don't want to abandon someone I love just because I don't know how to fix it. Because that's not my job. 
You know, my job is just to be a good friend and that's it. So I do that. (laughs) And the ways that I've been trying to show up as a friend without showing up as a problem solver, checking in, asking the type of questions that I know would help them process their thoughts. Because a lot of friendships I've had in the past, I've been the person that's like, girl, hell no, do this, do that. Uh Uh-uh, boy, you need to get this, get that. Instead, I'm I'm more of a, Okay, so when this happened, what what were you know, how were you feeling? Okay, they said that. So what you say next? I'm I'm getting more of them to tell their story so that they can start to make some um decisions on the reactions that they have, on the responses that they give, and how they carry on with the the new information that they gain in those situations. Okay, so you weren't in the best relationship. Okay, what did you learn from that? What did how did he how did he or she treat you that made you feel like you didn't want to do this anymore? Do you feel like you still want to do this? Do you still love that person? What about the love? Do you feel like is is it something that you want to continue to have, or is it something that you could walk away from? Girl, I'd be asking all the questions, and I realized too. And another way that I could be a better support system for someone is to listen to them. See, the thing with doing adjusted frequency and being the person that everybody always comes to get advice from is that I love to talk. Okay. I I love to think that because my heart and my spirit is in the right place, I'm going to give you the best of the best of my advice. Right. But in all honesty, sometimes advice is not always needed to be given. It's, you you know, like when your parents tell you something and you, like when you're a teenager, right? Your parents tell you, you need to do this and this and then the third because you don't want to be like that. And, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like 10 years from now. Who's worried about that? You know? And then push come to shove. And then 10 years later, it's smacking you right in the face. You're in that same situation. You're like, damn, I should listen to mama because she said A, B, C, or D. But at that time when that advice was given to you, it wasn't something that could be received because you weren't ready. So... People have to understand that, and me, myself too, had to understand that a lot of times what people go through, they have to experience on their own because lessons are not always taught from an example. They're taught from experience. I have a great story to go along with this. So basically, I have been doing grounding. I think I've told you guys about grounding before. It's basically just me plugging my body up to the earth right it's almost like recharging my battery and it's something I used to do when I was a kid all the time I didn't realize it but you know crazy old me was loving to run outside with no shoes on in New York City growing up and that was something I've done for the majority of my life until (laughs) a few years ago where I was upset and running and chasing after I guess my anger, I guess I was throwing a temper tantrum and I ended up stepping on a rock, cutting my foot and getting a freaking plantar wart. If you don't know what that is and you are interested in really gross shit, go ahead and look that up. A plantar wart is disgusting. And I ended up getting on my foot and uh, it just was a wrecking ball of my life. So I just stopped putting on, I just stopped stepping outside without my shoes on. And, uh, recently started doing this again and really started feeling great, you know, just feeling a lot more calm and at peace and aware of more things. 
So, of course, with me doing the grounding, I am spending more time outside and I'm more aware of things that's going on, in the, like, you know, around me. And a few things have changed for me. I've been able to identify birds, uh, identify sexes of birds, and identify birds' feathers. Now, I live in a highly wooded area okay so the the idea of me seeing birds on a regular basis i see them a lot okay big birds small birds tall birds owls uh vultures hawks little jay birds i see them all okay but identifying them was a whole nother thing like i was the type of person who was aware of nature and animals um like on a national geographic type standpoint like i was intrigued by them but i wasn't necessarily going outside trying to be around and in the essence right um i also had seen the the classic movie the birds so i did not like birds i also grew up in new york city where the most frequent bird we would see were seagulls aka the thieves of the beach and pigeons aka the mobsters of the city because they don't give a damn about you they steal from you they take from you they walk up in your area and they dare you to say something so I was never a fan of birds, okay? Uh, people who had birds as pets, I was scared of you. I thought something was clearly wrong with you because I just didn't understand how you could have one of these crazy beings in your house, okay? The only bird that I really had an affinity for was Toucan Sam because Fruit Loops. I'm dead serious on this, right? So I got to the point where I was noticing these things just as I'm walking to my car. Oh, look at this. Oh, that's a red... A red um, a red tail hawk feather. Then I was like, wait, what? How did I know that? You know, because as I would do more grounding and be outside and experience more things, I was aware of more things. And it made me learn about something I was extremely fearful of. So I realized that this is starting to happen in different areas of my life. I'm paying attention to different insects. I'm paying attention to different plants and flowers I'm paying attention to the weather and how, you know, how I feel when the weather is a certain type of way and X, Y, Z. So this is something I was like, oh, snap. I don't recognize this girl anymore. I don't recognize what I'm learning, basically. Like I, I was in a, in a situation where I had a totally different perspective. My mind was focused on totally different things. And... My uncle who raised me, um, he is all into that kind of stuff, right? So he's always been trying to get me to care about this type of stuff. Look at this, Quan, and take me to the Raptor Centers. And mm -mm, mm -mm, I just, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that, okay? If it's not arts, I didn't care. And this would frustrate him, obviously. I could see that because I didn't have interest for anything beyond a dog. And he would be just like, you need to focus on this, pay attention to this, and I wasn't trying to hear that, but as the years had gone by and I, like I said, I've, I've been going on hikes and just really enjoying nature again, I've learned an immense amount of, now I haven't learned everything. Do I trust myself to go on like a, a backpacking trip? Heck no. But as far as being out in nature and really being able to appreciate the, the, the beauty that God has created outside, that to me is just like a, a whole new world, a whole new open scope for me. And so now when I'm outside and I see these things, I'm less afraid, uh, still afraid of bugs, but less afraid and more intrigued to to see what it is or 
identify what it is. So then I can figure out, is it something I need to be scared of? Or is it something that I need to just let be and let God, you know? So that's where I'm at right now. That's a lesson that no matter what he had said to me, it didn't matter. I didn't want to hear it. But for me in that moment, when I really started to see the beauty of what these things are, regardless of if I don't want to be near them or not, I was like, damn, I get it. I can literally learn anything in this world if I just go out to experience them. So this is something that we could carry along with everything in life. Do you know how small of a bubble you live in? Even if you call yourself open, even if you are someone who likes to go out and meet people and everything else, how many of these people look like you? How many of these people have the same ideas and mental algorithms, you know, as far as the way they think that you do? Is the, Do they have the same community set moral values that you do? And know that it's okay to be away from some dangerous situations. But if you know the situation isn't dangerous, why not learn something new? Why not put yourself in someone else's shoes uh, or profession? You know, I've, I've thought about actually shadowing some people at their jobs and just asking them different questions because... I've only worked in customer service based jobs for the most part. So everything that I have learned as far as dealing with the hu- the human race and, and, and human psyche has always been in a service environment. So I get the best and the worst of people. I get people who are extremely thankful and then I have people who are just con- complete buttheads. But when I think about the scope of life that these people are experiencing, let's say the person who's extremely nice happens to be a mother and she's extremely tired. We're not even going to say that economically she's low. She she has everything. She's First of all, she's, she's shopping in Target. She has a basket full of clothes and stuff. She's ready for everything. But she has her three kids with her. Her three kids are going crazy and doing the most. And then here comes one smiling customer service face who helps her and assist her. And they make her entire day. Right? Then you can have somebody that comes in, they've been stealing 45 times and they come in with the worst attitude because you want to set their return. These are totally different situations, totally different lifestyles. But in that moment, you're going to have your own perception. That person that you're dealing with is going to have their own perception. And that is all that they can cling on to. That's literally all that they see. But if they were to sit down and really have a moment or have a place in life where they could have sat and talked about their interactions the things they could have learned from one another probably would have been life-changing or if not would have been changing for that situation maybe the person who has been doing all the stealing and stuff like that really is hungry and then yeah they've been stealing but this one particular item they actually did pay for and maybe they just had their receipt or that lady could be uh a veteran's or not even vet but like you know a serviceman's wife and she's well off her husband you know is able to pay all the bills and they're not hurting financially but she's just really really overwhelmed and doing everything by herself and that one person came come up coming up to her to help her was just the thing that she needed so she wouldn't just go over the edge and feel like she was drowning these are the type of things that as people i am myself working on as well to be more connected and to stop being so judgmental because we don't we don't know and, and a lot of what we think is our body's way of determining what's safe or not safe, we don't need. You don't always need to be in fight or flight when you're at work. You don't always need to be in fight or flight when you're getting your fries from McDonald's. You see what I'm saying? So we have to learn 
how to be more inclusive with one another so we can then be more aware of when it's time to be in exclusion mode. When we know, okay, this is a say unsafe situation, but we can't when we're constantly isolated, when we're constantly secluded, when we're not doing things to help build community and love and connection with one another. So that's really all I have to say for today. I do have some things I want to mention before I end this podcast today, you guys. If you're in the Charlotte area, the Queen City Awards has opened up their nominations on on the website. And I am hoping to to go. I really have, since I've even thought about adjusted frequency and starting the podcast, it's been one of my like goals to say, you know what, I'm going to go and attend the Queen City Awards. Whether I'm nominated or not, I want to attend the Queen City Awards. I've been putting in my nominations and they have tons of topics, anywhere from just entertainment to politi- politicians and community leaders to uh, you know, art, artistic, everything, just any and everything. Go to queencityawards.com. Uh, you can do, you can vote once a day per email. So go on there and where it says podcast of the year, I would love if you guys would just vote adjusted frequency in. I know we're in the baby stages of this podcast, but I plan on doing really, really great things with this podcast. And from the feedback that I've received, you guys are really enjoying it. And I feel great about that. So it would be a wonderful thing if we could just get your girl into Queen City Awards so they could just see and know how wonderful uh, Adjusted Frequency is and what I would like to do for this, I guess I should say podcast community, right? I want to elevate people and I think this is a great, great platform. Uh, And if you know anyone else that is in the Charlotte area who's doing great things, please vote them in too. I've done my votes. I've been voting pretty much every single day. So again, guys, I just want to thank you for... Listen to Adjusted Frequency, submitting your comments and reviews. If you haven't reviewed it on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a, a review and some comments. I would love, love, love to see that. And obviously it helps other people know about us. Tell a friend, phone a friend, text a friend, share it to a friend, whatever you got to do. Let them know that Adjusted Frequency is a great podcast to add to their repertoire. And if you would like to follow me and know anything about me and my goofy little life, please follow me on Instagram or YouTube at Shaquana Lene. You can also find more information about Adjusted Frequency Podcast at Adjusted Frequency on Instagram. You can email in listener letters, questions, etc. at adjustedfrequency at gmail.com. And I'm also opening up some ad space. So if you're interested in getting your business out there to my podcast followers, then please, again, just email me at adjustedfrequency.com oops, adjust the frequency at gmail.com or you can just hit me up on my uh, Instagram page, Asher Kwanlene. Just send me a DM and we can talk details. I love you guys and I hope you have a peaceful week. Stay adjusted.